0: Hello, this is brenton powers and you're listening to dwell on truth on today's show i'm going to play the best of our last visit to the flight 1080 show so i hope you enjoy this show and i want to thank our patreon supporters you can give to this ministry at patreon.com slash dwell on truth zach thank you for calling yes I'd love to take your question or comment
1: oh thank you guys hey like listening to you guys um good positive messages but I have a question um if you guys, and this might be a hard question but if you guys could recommend, like, uh, if you had to, let's say, uh, one or two Bible verses that is good for people, kind of like a, I don't want to say a mantra, but like more, something to look at that basically uh, is good for people that are wanting success and upward mobility. What
0: would be like a really good Bible verse for that? Success and upward mobility, like career wise or like they're struggling with health problems or what's the context? I guess,
2: I guess everything.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of specific, huh? Um, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe career wise. Okay. Well, um... I like Matthew seven. Seek first the kingdom Um, of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I think it's. It may not be the first one that you know. If you can cherry pick verses, there's ones that seem to say, "Hey, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Yeah, that's one. used a lot out of context. Yeah, Yeah. it's very motivational. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, when it comes to business, when when you seek first God's kingdom, and He knows what you need, what to eat, what to wear, you know,
3: covering. There's a there's a great promise there. When you put him first, he will uh, take care of you. And that like may that. mean that's business perfect. success. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh
1: no, 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 I'm sorry. I was just I was just kudos. Yeah, I like that. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Something um, to consider is I mean, financial success, business success, those are not bad things at all, you know. Um, sure. but should that be our first goal, you know, and I think that's what Brenton was right. kind of alluding to, that that yes, we should we should try to work hard, we should try to do well, we should try to. The Bible talks about living quietly and working with your hands and doing things to support your family and such like that. Um, But what I would say, the first thing that you want to do is figure out what God's specific calling is for you. You know, how has God Blessed you and gifted you. Um, how has he kind of wired you? Now it may be that God has wired you to be someone who's going to be a great businessman, who's going to make lots of money that can be used to to give to the work of the church and to you know, and by extension, to bring many people to know Him. Or God could have something different planned for you, like you know, traveling to a foreign country to live with your family, <laughs> like Brenton did. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, before we can, I think determine how we I mean the first thing that we should pray for is that God would give us clarity as to what our calling is and then everything else and what we're going to pray for whether it's financial success or whether it's whatever it is is kind of going to flow out of that would you agree with that Brenton
0: yeah, I would. I, I think as long as our priorities are right, yes, um, we can we can use the Bible appropriately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just wanting to guard against just cherry picking verses to support our greed. Yeah. When the Bible says, mm. um, you know, that we should look out not only for our own interests but mm-hmm. also the interests of others. So a verse, if you want to, you know, look at that. That's Ephesians. I mean, uh, Philippians chapter two, where it says, mm-hmm. you know, if there's any love in Christ, any compassion from the Spirit, then um, you know, consider one another others' interests, had the same mind in you that's also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, talk about upward mobility, he was on the throne for all of eternity. He lowered himself, he humbled himself and was found in appearance as a man, took on the form of a servant Mm. and became obedient to the Father to the point of death. So I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but uh, in the end (laughs) it it says, therefore God God. highly exalted him and gave him the name above every name and so that every knee will bow, every tongue will Confess that Jesus is Lord, and so, well, what does that have to do with our upward mobility? Well, if we want to go to heaven one day and rule and reign with Christ in His kingdom, that's real upward mobility. Then you need to be part of the right kingdom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's why I say, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Yeah.
3: What were you going to say? We we
0: missed some of that.
1: Uh, you know, basically what you're saying is God first, and then He'll guide you the right way upward.
0: Correct. Yep. Correct. All right.
1: And and, and then, um, yes, and oh, yeah.
0: Go ahead. Here's a recipe we'll for another. joy just real nice. quick okay, two, like seconds. That. Uh, two seconds uh jesus first oh, others no. second and yourself last that's how you spell joy j-o-y
1: ah Oh, very good. Okay, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. So, you one of you guys speak um, speaks Russian. I, I heard, and that would um, be Brenton. Yeah. why Brenton, Okay, and I was wondering. I could probably Google this, but I'll just ask you guys. Why do mm-hmm. they celebrate Christmas in January?
0: Oh, it America. has to do with the differences between the Gregorian calendar and the other calendar that they use. Uh, so I'm sorry my headphones aren't working so I don't know whether you're talking back to me but uh, that's yeah that's why they celebrate it Uh, they also celebrate New Year's on a different day
1: oh right yeah okay so it's New Year's and Christmas okay okay yeah I I just I heard that a while ago and it was in January I'm thinking okay it's a calendar
3: thing it is a calendar thing it's yeah and once again it's when we come to the date of Christmas um, informed Christians don't believe that Jesus was born on the 25th of December that's just when we choose to celebrate I was listening to something speaking about that today and best indications it was probably sometime in September um, but once again it's just when we choose to celebrate it I don't think God cares one way or another he just cares that we that we love and worship him and celebrate who he is and what he did
1: oh yeah true let me run this by you I heard I've heard Jesus could have been born in around May which is opposite of what you just said but I I don't know who knows because the reason why it was because of the census that was taken, mm-hmm. something was written in the Bible. Have you guys heard anything about that? Yes, Any that's why. To-
3: yeah. Well, not not in regard to May. For the census, they had to return to um, the the town where their family came from, which is why Jesus went to Bethlehem because that was the birthplace of King David. So yeah, this the census, but but even then, I mean, we're we're talking about a time frame around that. It's not like they went down there for the weekend and then they were back. If they were going to travel someplace for a census, there was a long trip involved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's right. the Bible just isn't specific. I don't think
0: the only biblical clue we have is that it was in the winter time, was that shepherds were in the fields outside at night yeah. with, with their sheep. And if it was in the dead of winter, they probably wouldn't be outside. No, they wouldn't have been.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm That's generally what I heard too. Yeah. It, yep. it, was, it wasn't winter time, And it was sometime, no. right, when the... Yeah. Okay. I, that's all I had. And uh, I was going to ask you maybe a funny question um, about your Latvia comment. Um, would it be wrong, Christian humor, to use that as code for date night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just nah. kidding. That's probably a bad joke.
3: <laughs> That's okay. Anyway. All right. Thanks so much for your call.
0: All right. All right. I'm sorry. My headphones cable just decided to break, so I'm not able
3: to hear. So okay. I'll let you take over. Cool. So, yeah, let's go ahead and talk. Um, as we said, there is a number of misconceptions, and we actually talked about um, a couple of those now. I mean, for instance, you know, was Jesus born on December 25th? And as Brenton indicated, one of the reasons we know that that probably wasn't the case is because the shepherd were out guarding their flocks by night and they wouldn't have been doing that in the dead of winter. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dave says we have a phone call. Let's go ahead and uh, see about taking that and we'll jump into this subject later. Who have okay. we got? It
4: uh, looks like Flinks is calling from Aptos. Oh, wonderful. How are you doing, Flinks? Hey,
2: I had a good. I had a question on, because um, like in certain religion, like certain interpretations of the Bible and stuff and then Jesus died and then the three days. Do you guys have that in your, what, what is the three days? Like someone said, that the belief when the Catholic church I think is that he descended into purgatory or hell or whatever. And he, he, he made his, his statement there. And then he arose in from the dead after that or something. There's a lot of speculation on what he did those three days or the two days that he was, yeah, the three days before he was resurrected. Is there time between the time that he death, died and then the resurrection? Um, I know that this is we're talking about his birth right now, but like, yeah, um, his birth and his death are very uh, are, are moments in time that are special in any of the even in your in your interpretation. Right. It's special. Those days are very special. Right. So Absolutely. even in the Catholic Church, those days are special. So, like it's not like the Catholic Church is saying, "Hey, we don't believe in this, but maybe they went too far, and I think maybe the Catholic Church has too much of humanity's egoness getting into involved, so like their intentions were good, but their egos got in the way. Do so you think that's what happened with the Catholic Church that the priests and the and the um the people that they you believe that you pray to the priest? No, you don't pray to the yeah. priest, you're not praying to this priest, he doesn't have any, and they've said that I've gone to. You know, they've talked about that when I've gone to Catholic Church. They'll say, you know, you're not really praying to me because I'm a sinner. You're praying to Jesus. So they do say stuff like that when you go to the the services and stuff, and it's, you know, a long service, and you take the... The blood of Christ. Do you guys do the blood of Christ and like the the, um, the offering? Like the I remember when I was a kid, you'd get a little piece of bread and it would taste like wine, and and then that was it. They'd say, "Okay, you've been blessed. You've had the blood of Christ." What is that whole thing about? I've, I'm bombarding you with questions, but that's <laughs> okay. I'm Those sure are really could, good questions. Yeah. yeah. So
3: talking about the the three days, and and did Jesus go to purgatory or did he go to hell, and what was he doing during that time? And then the uh, um, what communion means. So. Um, Starting with the first one, when Jesus, you know, when he physically died, and I want to phrase it that way specifically, because one of the questions that comes up, well, if Jesus was God and he died, who was running the universe when he was dead, we've heard that one. Um, No, Jesus never spiritually ceased to exist. His physical body Mm -hmm. died and then was raised on the third day. Um, When he died, he did not go to purgatory. In fact, he tells us, he spoke to the thief on the cross and tell us where he went. He said, uh, you know, the, the thief on the cross had said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said, today you will be with me in paradise. So he didn't go to purgatory. He went to paradise. And that man did as well. Um, some people have come up with the idea that Jesus went to hell. Um, there's no indication that Jesus went to hell. Once again, he was went to paradise. There was no reason for Jesus to suffer in hell. The suffering was completed on the cross. Um, and then, as far as um, uh, communion, um, in most evangelical churches like ours, um, we believe a little differently than the Catholic Church does. They would say that each a, each communion is is a, an additional sacrifice, where the I the bread they
0: call it the Eucharist. Right? Yeah, the
3: Eucharist, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they believe yeah. that the the body or the, the the bread and the wine turn into essentially the actual, the real body. And blood of Christ, and it's an unbloody sacrifice, but it's an additional sacrifice. Transubstantiation. Yeah, transubstantiation. We don't believe in transubstantiation. No, that's that's the big uh, theological word. Um, but what Jesus said is at the Last Supper: "Do these things in remembrance of me." It's it is. I love that part, By the
2: way, I love. I, I mm-hmm. love that part. I mean, I know yeah. that you guys don't really like the Catholic Church, but that saying and that, I don't know if that's actually what was said in the Bible or mm-hmm. what where that came from, or they just made it up, or what do you think of my analogy that the maybe humanity? Okay, because that that's a beautiful moment, and I I, I think it is a beautiful moment. Like he said, this is my you know I'm giving everything. You know, that's yeah. just like it sends a chill down your spine. But like, do you think that's maybe part of the reason the Catholic Church is it's more of a, a corrupted with human egotism, like is that I know I'm uh, do you know what I'm going with that like I do they really were praying and, and maybe they interpreted it differently and like um, there's question, there's really, such a
3: length of time length and breadth of time in the Catholic Church do I think that humanity and human ego and things made their way into doctrine yeah I do um, I wouldn't um, yeah. I wouldn't apply that to every Catholic by any stretch I, I think there are a lot of Catholics right. who you know are trying Trying to understand the Bible correctly If they've actually read it A lot of Catholics haven't I, I know some that have And
2: is that um, the soapbox Would that be the soapbox The soapbox that they speak of in the Bible Don't stand on your soap I don't know if that's the right word That's, like, that's not, not in the don't Bible Don't soapbox
3: <laughs> Well I mean it's, it's an expression okay. And it's, it's probably applied to, to Christians a lot Because I mean sometimes uh, Street preachers are called soapbox preachers You know stand up where people can see and hear them And, and, and speak the word But that can <laughs> also yeah. be used Kind of as a derog that person thinks he's better, so than everybody else. So he's putting himself up on a pedestal. Um, but I do want to say one thing: just it's not that we don't like Catholics, yeah, not at all. Yeah, we don't. I, we don't I, I hate was, Catholics. That was probably we, a strong word. Yeah. I didn't I understand, I didn't mean I understand that what I just, you're saying.
0: Yeah. A lot of people yeah. think that if you disagree with somebody, or you or you're be, you want to be technical about what the truth is, that you don't like them or Correct. or what they stand for, and that's that couldn't be further from the truth. I yeah. had a great conversation with right. a couple Catholics on Saturday. Awesome. Um, so yeah, right. maybe slip Jesus slip of could, the tongue.
3: Jesus,
2: uh, I mean, in theory, Jesus could turn around on you and go, why are you scrutinizing them? At least they're trying. You
3: know? <laughs> yeah. And, well, and that was the, less directed at you, just to be clear, than yeah. we want to make it clear for our Catholic friends that are out there listening right. too, that there's no animo- animosity toward them. We disagree with them theologically, but we don't hate them.
0: And mm-hmm. I don't, And I don't know yeah. that I disagree with every Catholic, Catholic, the Catholics I was talking to, they were more in agreement with what I was sharing with what the gospel is, that we're saved by grace through faith mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ alone. Yeah, totally. They actually affirmed yeah. that, but they didn't know that their church officially yeah. has anathematized that. Yeah, well, has. My, can
2: I make a statement? I had one sure. more thing I wanted to say, because I i was—I went—I got baptized Catholic here, right here at Resurrection Church and everything. It was beautiful. And my dad's funeral was there. So I have a lot of this connection with that church and like it's very special a church and one one of my best friends growing up he had addiction issues i had addiction issues we got together mm-hmm. in the church and like there is something there there is spiritually the one thing that bothered me though because we went to because we had to go through confirmation and stuff and we went to um san Batista to a church up there for this big event and the priest was up there and he's talking about gambling and saying hey i got my lottery ticket. i'm gonna get my mom at monopoly and i'm gonna win win money and donate it to the church and i'm sitting there going that's my addiction i'm addicted to gambling and like why is he mocking that like and it freaked me out like the whole mm-hmm. thing and i don't that was like my first moment like maybe god's interacting here because i have this addiction issue with gambling and here the priest is joking about it and i found that kind of i almost wanted to go and talk to him and say hey you gotta be careful about what you say about because there could be someone in the audience that has like some addiction issue with gambling or like so it did shock me a little bit but he was just being he was just joking he wasn't being serious but like it, yeah. it just kind of it struck me because i was mm-hmm. in the moment of my um Thank <sighs> you. Anyways, I, I'm getting kind of personal, but like, it was a huge moment for me, like in the in the church, like that whole thing. But um, it kind, kind of moving of, you it away it from the church, you mean? a little bit. It kind of soured my feeling on the whole mm. thing, and like the you know. But I, I'm not really Catholic. I'm Catholic. I'm baptized Catholic, but I just I was trying to find a way out of my addiction issues, and I got out of it. And I haven't gambled in a long time now. So I'm, I've done Praise really God well. God for so that. God has. I think God, has, I think God yeah. has helped me. I just haven't found that the right connection. I think there's a connection. Right now there there is a connection He's like pulling like there's a little string He's like oh I've almost got this guy I've almost got him you know yeah. So they know that we're trying I think I think that God knows that you're trying
3: And uh, that's all you can do Well, What I would encourage you to do if you're feeling that call of God, um, the first thing that I would say to do is to, you know, call out to God for salvation. If you have not already done that, call out to him and say, confess your sins, repent of those sins. Um, you know, trust in who Jesus Christ is and what He did, and trust in Him alone, apart from any work, apart from any ceremony, apart from any in any you know man-made church. Trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sins, and then you know get into a good Bible-believing church. And as much as we love Catholic people the Catholic Church, the official doctrine of the Catholic Church cannot give you peace with God because it adds works right. to the grace of Christ. So, um, yeah. we can, if you reach but out to us, we can... It really comes us, down to you can, doing
2: it, though. It's, yeah, It really comes down to the individual doing it. I could go and do it and pretend and, like, say, hey, I'm doing this, I'm pretending with you guys,
0: but it's well, not real it's, until yeah, you get it. You know? that, that's the problem here. Does that you make
2: sense, what I'm saying? It does. Do when, it when, because, you, when you yeah, think...
0: Yeah. If you're if you're brought up in a system that it, your relationship with God depends on you doing things in order to feel right with God, then you're going to feel down when you fail and you're going to get boastful and proud when you succeed. Mm, very true. And that's not what Christianity is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about the grace of God. That means unmerited favor. Yes. So it's it's not just like to console yourself Well, you're doing the best we can. The best we can, I'm sorry to say, Flinks, is not good enough. That's why Jesus had to come. And so we don't want to stand on our best because our best, even on our best day, we fail. But we want to stand on what Jesus has done for us. And that's the call of God is come to Jesus. As Dan was saying, put your trust in him to defend you. And he's a good defender. He's just, he's loving, he's kind. And yes, he likes it when you try to trust in him, but don't try to make yourself right by your works. Try to make yourself right by trusting in what Jesus has done. There's a lot of peace in that. And I think just real two-second answer to the question, why does the Catholic Church have all these rules and traditions? Well, it just builds up over time. It does. And it's like, you know, we need to get back to what the Bible says. You're listening
4: to KSCO, serving Trace Pinos, Boulder Creek, and Delray Oaks. Uh, The time is now 6.11, and you're tuned into your favorite radio station. We're being joined by two of our most frequently requested guest hosts, and that is Brenton Powers and Daniel Bodwin, both of whom share a website, oacnorcal.org. Be sure to check that all out. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, Dwell on Truth, which you can find most likely at your favorite podcast sources. Is that about right, you guys? That yeah, is you correct.
0: should be able to find it any on any podcasting app.
4: Okay. All right. So, uh 479-1080 is the phone number. 831 is the area code. Four seven nine one zero eight zero. Steve is up next. He's calling from Watsonville. Um, I'm gonna head out to the cave. I'm, I'm kind of hanging out between the cave and the front office, keeping an eye on everything. Uh, if you want to stop okay. by and pick up a deal, I'll be out there till seven. Buy three, get one free is the deal. Also, we are having a toy drive and a food drive as well. So come on down to the Dave Cave. I'll be out here till seven. In the meantime, I'm going to introduce Steve to Brenton and Daniel. Hey, Steve. Thanks for calling. How can we help you?
5: Well, he's gonna miss out on a really a good conversation probably <laughs> um so i've been my a minister, uh, fundamentalist related i've been studying more and more the catholic church um mm-hmm. and we can talk about that in another conversation but i wanted to point out some passages to you that you might um re- review and think about uh, and i believe it's james 228 i'm on the road so i can't really uh verify the number the passage but you can google it through or you can go into a concordance or google it but faith without work is dead that's james 228 i think so think about that and also think about uh, the passage that says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling uh that's another you know thing to noodle about if you think that it, it does take any works to to uh, a good relationship with God, you there are passages that say that uh, by grace we're saved through faith, uh, and but not of yourselves. You do it's a gift of God. Grace is a gift of God, but demonstration of faith by works is clearly uh, taught in um, in the Bible. So just uh, just review those passages and think think about them in light of you know faith is dead if you don't have any works to go with it. What do you think?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we wouldn't disagree with that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the question isn't whether works are are a necessary necessary part of the Christian faith the way that I generally try to explain it to people on the street it's a matter of cause versus effect are the works the cause of your salvation or are the works the effect of your salvation is it what makes makes you right with God or does it show that you're right with God and when you're talking about uh, Ephesians 2 8 and 9 I believe it is it is by grace we have been saved through faith this is not of ourselves It is a gift from God, not by works yep. so that no one can boast, yep. but we are, yep. then it goes on to say, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he prepared in advance that we should walk mm-hmm. in them. So the works are there. They follow from salvation, but they're not the cause of salvation. Does that make sense?
5: Yeah, the grace of God, which which we access to by being by having faith. And yes, faith is different from almost any other thing when it comes to Recognizing or realizing something—it's—it's it's not. Um, uh, if there's nothing uh, concrete that you can put your hands on, faith is something that you. Do from the inside, but 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 you if you are being faithful and receiving the grace of God, you will show that by what you do.
0: Of course, yeah, and I, and, I like and, the way you put that that it's a demonstration of your faith that your works are yeah. and as Dan said, it's the effect of your faith or the fruit of your faith or the result of a saving faith will be good works in our life. Where, but the, we got to be very clear that good works are not the cause of our salvation and uh, the but the way the reason why we need to be clear about this is because the apostle Paul, uh, who wrote half of the New Testament, uh, developed this theme as an essential part of the gospel. and And part of the correction that he brought to the church in Galatia in the book of Galatians was that they had believed in Christ, but then they started adding that you have to add certain good works in order to either get saved or stay saved. And when it comes to our salvation, the Bible is very clear that if it's by works, then it then salvation is not by grace. And so the, the key thing to think, I'd encourage you to think through, um, think is where he says, it's, if, it's of, if it's of works, then it's no longer of grace. Correct. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. Because when you work no, for no, something, you're, you're earning it, and grace is unearned. Them Sorry, them Sorry, go ahead. Excuse me. You're getting
5: them off to sit up there. Grace is a gift of God. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's a gift Absolutely. of God. His son died for all of us, whoever you are, he died for you. And yep. so grace is a gift of God, okay? But faith is what we do. Faith is what happens inside us, all right? And so when faith happens inside us, and if it's not a dead faith, then it causes something to happen. It causes change. It causes you to do things that you wouldn't do if you didn't have faith. And the change is um, what should be focused on, is that faith is quite something that causes you to change and then causes you to do things. Now, everyone has a different mission. One to, For one person, it may be simply to get up in the morning and start praying. For another one, it might be getting out there and giving a mission you know for each person that act of, of um, work is a different thing. Can I ask you a question your gifts.
0: I just it yeah. seems a little fuzzy, your distinction between faith and works. Are you saying that faith is a work? That's what uh, you do. Do you mean that faith right? is it's a work? It's one of the
5: first things that you
0: do when you um, believe in Jesus and believe in God. One of the first. When you acts say "do,", you do
3: is
0: faith. I'm not trying to split hairs. I just want to be clear because mm. if that's the important distinction, we believe the Bible says faith. Ephesians two, which, John, which uh, Dan already quoted, we're saved by grace through faith, apart from works. Mm. And so we yeah, would no, make a distinction that
5: so so by. Grace, you are saved through faith. So you're saved by grace, but it's through our act of faith, and that faith no, being an act. No, when makes you it
0: a work. when you insert the word "act," okay, thank you for me being clear that you think faith is a work. <laughs> we would disagree with you. And yes, we would. You're welcome to your opinion, but if you read through huh. Romans and Galatians and um, just to search out what the word faith means, it's it's not something that you do as in a deed, as in a, a physical good work that you do, and the 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 <laughs> the,
5: the primary Case for this
0: and I, I'm not trying to be too technical or you know but this is a very important distinction because in Genesis 15 verse 6 it says that Abraham believed God and God counted that as righteousness and so this is why we believe as Christians that we are justified by faith we're considered right with God not because of anything we do but because of what we believe and that's not a deed it's an it, it is an act of the will it is an act in a certain sense of I choose to trust in Christ but even the faith Faith to trust Him is a gift from God as well, Amen. so He gets all the glory for that. The result sure, of sure,
5: but it's, yeah. yeah, to me it's a cloth. It's a whole piece of cloth woven together, and there's no. I think that, like you say, it might be splitting hairs to talk about you know what is faith, how does faith come about, how, what how, is it a work, is it not a work? I don't think that that's really crucial. But what I am saying is that grace is the gift, and faith is what happens within us. It's what we do, and then. So let me ask on, you then: Is salvation a gift? Let me finish. From then on, from the point. of... Of having faith from that point on, faith causes us to do works. And again, every every man does a different work. There's no menu of things you have to do to um, to find your way to heaven. But every man has to seek out his own salvation with fear and trembling. You know. So my question: you know, seeking out your own salvation is not something that is just an automatic deal. That's something you got to do some work on.
0: So is salvation a gift? Is my question for you, or is it something <laughs> yeah, you um, earn? Yeah,
5: grace, grace of God leads to salvation to those who believe, who have faith. And again. We may be splitting hairs and getting really technical. I don't know that everyone needs to know all mm-hmm. these, you know, find variations. It's like I said, it's a, if you weave all the cloth together, then all these different ideas make sense together as a whole. Yeah, but
0: and a blurring of the feel. lines between faith and works, we don't want to do that. Just, yeah. just because one leads to the other doesn't mean that we can't rightly sort out. That faith leads to salvation, and the fruit of the result of our salvation is that we're able to do good deeds mm-hmm. and do good
3: work. And we do desire to do good deeds. Ezekiel 36 talks yeah. about that.
0: If I may, I'd love to give uh, an interpretation of the James verse that you quoted that maybe you haven't considered before. Yeah, okay,
5: but uh, as I say, I read uh, and I, as I put all these scriptures together into a whole clock, what seems to me makes sense, even though we're not supposed to have to make sense of things, but what seems to me to make, you know, point A to point B to point C all work together is that, you know, once once we have faith, once we believe in, in Jesus, and once we have faith. If we really have a live, living faith, it causes us to do things that we wouldn't do if we didn't have it. So we that agree with that, yes. Is, is what I think the works are. The works are the things that we do differently because we have faith. Yep. Whether we yep. wouldn't do if we didn't
3: have faith. Yeah, we would agree with that. Yeah. We would agree with that wholeheartedly. If yeah, somebody <laughs> who that. claims to that they have been saved but is unchanged. And of course, we we all know lots of those people, don't we? The ones that, you know, they they say that they're Christians. Christians, right. but their their life doesn't show any indication. I mean, it could be that they're just young in their faith, and God is still is slowly changing them. But if somebody for an ex- extended periods calls themselves a Christian and there's no change, they they continue to live in a worldly way, then that's that's evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not what makes them unsaved, but that yeah. is evidence of what they actually are. In other
0: words, yeah, the, are,
6: James, really I'm
0: sorry, your microphone keeps talking. going. Sounds like you're underwater. You're cutting in and out. So let me just share something about the book of James, which you quoted, faith without works is dead. That's often uh, taken out of context to imply that you're you're not saved until you have good works. So you don't have a living faith until you have good works. Well, Abraham is the exact example that James uses too. And he says, wasn't wasn't Abraham justified by, by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? And this happened about 20 years after the point when God said he saw his faith and he counted his faith as righteousness. And so James and Paul are not pitted against each other. There's no contradiction between what Paul said that we're justified by faith alone and what James is saying that we're justified by works because the word justified, all that means is that um, before God. God counts our faith as righteousness. That's what Paul meant. But when James uses the word justified, he means show me, show man, show other people your faith by what you do. We can't see the heart whether someone believes or not, but we can see the fruit of their faith, that they're that they're doing good deeds, they've repented of their sin, and that's going to make a huge difference in their life. The only way someone can justify their faith to another person is when their life is changed. But God sees the heart and he, he will... We'll judge the the uh, whether we have faith or not so it is it is not splitting hairs it's it's very important so i encourage mm-hmm. thank you for the encouragement to check out those scriptures we have and we'd also encourage you to check out the book of galatians which
4: helps sort out yes the one two and three yep amen okay that uh, sounds good yes. we have a phone call you guys we have another phone call this one's from Santa Cruz Krishna if you're ready for for another yeah, phone call. let's take
0: another call Absolutely. thanks Krishna for calling how can we help you hi hello,
7: I, hello. I have a strange reaction. When people start talking about God, it's recent, but uh, I feel this emotion always. And I don't know where it comes from or what it is, Mm -hmm. but I feel this emotion that brings tears only. Um, and then there are times I have a happy emotion. It's always related to this spiritual, this upheaval, and I don't understand it. I don't understand faith. But since my friend introduced me to, just, just to say hello to God to Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. <clears throat> I've been curious about this reaction of mine. Is it just that I'm an emotional person or is it something else?
3: Well, not knowing you, we can't say for sure, but you said sometimes you have an experience of joy and sometimes you have an experience of sadness. Is that accurate? Uh,
7: yes. Yes. It's not sadness about anything mm-hmm. and it's not joy about anything, but it's like a pure reaction. I I, I'm very I, I grateful. Can say, sometimes, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I I can say that I have similar reactions myself, talking about or thinking about God, and yes, and I think exactly. both of yeah, I think both of those reactions can be can be true and valuable depending on on how God is working in your heart, depending on how you're thinking about Him. I know that there are times when i think about my own behavior i think about my sin and the way that i'm separ- that i have been separated from god in the past and how i've done things that 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 cause you know cause me to be sad because i know i'm displeasing to him you know and then there are other times you know and and it's interesting for me at least that those times that i feel the worst about my own behavior and my own weakness and things like that can also lead to times of the the greatest Joy, I'm getting emotional about it now because God. It's
7: very funny. It's so good. For me, it's not related Mm. to anything. It's Mm. not whether I've been bad or whether I've been good or whether I've been late or whether I've been whatever. All those things disappear. The only thing that I, and then I pass by, if I pass by a church, Mm -hmm. I want to do the sign of the cross Mm -hmm. to my Father, to Son, and Holy Ghost. Hmm. but <clears throat> i feel him if anybody sees me jesus
0: krishna did you say that since jesus yes, came I into your life i, I that think you've received i have
7: him? because for me now he is my go to man
0: hmm. he is well, sir-
7: he, no one else nothing else
0: Can I share something that I think would hopefully be a a source of of encouragement to you? Um, Yes. Of course, the book of Psalms is a great place to go where people express their heart to God and about God and for God and there's even prophecies in there, God speaking to man, and it covers the Mm -hmm. whole range of emotions. God created us Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. not only intellectual and have knowledge of the truth, uh, but also to respond to Him emotionally and And maybe that's what you're going through. But as Dan and I were talking earlier, and we only have a minute before we got to go to the news. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would encourage you to read the Psalms. And if you've come to Jesus, if you're receiving him, (coughs) Jesus quoted from the Psalms many times. And uh, it's a great place to sort out your feelings before the Lord. Pour out your heart to God. And there are people who are for God and there are people who are against God. And so people people and, that are against and, and, God, they may have negative readable. emotions when God, hold on a second. When God, uh, when, the, when the topic of God comes up, they may have negative emotions because they're not for him, they're against him. Our only negative emotions as Christians, since we're for God, is when it's our fault. And so may the Lord help you to sort that out. We've got to go to a break. Thank you for calling and uh, appreciate that.
3: Yes, and definitely read the gospels. That's how you can know about who Jesus is and what he did and how we can have peace with him. Thank you for the call, Krishna. You're listening to AM1080 KSEO
4: Santa Cruz. Headlines are up next. Keep it tuned in. We'll be right back. You're listening to KSEO, serving Ben Lomond, Holon, and Santa Rita. We're in the final stretch of this evening's edition of Flight 1080. Uh, Brenton Powers and Daniel Bodwin have been joining us this evening, doing a fantastic job taking your phone calls at 831-479-1080. 25 minutes left, you guys. Yeah. Boy, this is, time
0: flies when you're having fun. We're really enjoying <laughs> getting a lot of call, calls in today. We don't have anyone waiting now. So if you'd like to get on the air, now's the time to call 831-479-1080. Daniel and I love answering questions live. We have some
3: uh, more thoughts we can share from previous callers. Yeah, we wanted to circle back on a couple of the topics that people brought up that we weren't sure if we had uh, answered their questions as as thoroughly as we could have. Um, I wanted to. Just just say something um, regarding our last call in and Krishnan and, and once again thank you for for calling and um, being so transparent about about your journey and what God is, is doing in your heart. And I fully agree with Brenton about the Psalms to be a, a great place to go. And there's, I mean, emotional reactions, my goodness, uh, you know, the the Psalm writer certainly had a lot of those. There's a tremendous oh, yeah. amount of that in there. The whole spectrum. The whole spectrum from the heights of joy to the depths of despair and everything in between. Um, and those, the Psalms, if you're not aware, are, you know, poetry and worship music, largely. Um, so these are people really expressing themselves emotionally, so that's good. And I know you were um, asking about reading the Gospels, too, I believe, as, as Brenton was uh, finishing up his thought. And yes, that is an excellent thing to do. We, w- we want to, I mean, if you want to, you, you, you talked about um, Jesus being the one who you're going to. He's your go-to. And I don't know what your experience is with the Scriptures, but like with any relationship, if you're in a a marriage relationship, um, you don't, you know, just, and I'm not projecting that you're doing this, but you don't, you know, meet the person, say a few words to them, decide to marry them and then talk to them, you know, once or twice a year. Um, You want to build that relationship and building that relationship means time Um, spending time with that person, getting to know them inside and out. And that's what the gospels help us to do. They help us to know the person of Jesus inside and out, who he was and what he did and how he reacted emotionally because he had had emotions too. Mm -hmm. So yes, I would encourage you to do that. And we always um, encourage people to start with the gospel of John. and, um, and, And of course our show that we're doing, the Dwell on Truth show, we're going through the gospel of John. We've started on chapter one. We're gonna be working on chapter seven pretty quick here. And we would love you to join us in that journey.
0: Yeah. So I heard
4: we have a phone call. So let's go ahead and take that call. And yes, please. Who's calling Dave? It looks like Claire is up next. Thank you for the call, Claire. Hello, Claire.
8: Yeah. Hi. Oh, I was wondering if you could look something up for me in this. Uh, I haven't been listening the last couple hours. Sure. But um, I wanted to ask you if you could look in the accordance for the, all I have is wait on me. And I don't know what part of the Bible it's from.
3: And hmm. Yeah, we're looking it up. What uh, What was the context? Do you know what kind of a situation or who was involved in the conversation?
8: No, I just think it's, uh, it, um, well... I think the me. I think it's from the first. I think it's from the Old Testament, but I don't know. No, I don't, I don't see a
0: phrase. I just searched. I don't see a phrase specifically that says "wait on me." But many, many times we're encouraged in the Bible to wait on the Lord. Take heart and and wait upon Him. And that that is that maybe a concept you wanted us to dwell on for a minute.
8: Yeah, because well, I kind of use it to calm myself down, and mm. um, you know, it just sort of sort of calms everything down, so put first Mm -hmm. things first or something.
0: It might be a translation issue, too, because uh, that's a common phrase in the King James, but I'm not seeing it in the English Standard Version, so I'll change it over.
8: Well, I've been reading King James...
3: Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong, of course. I mean, we're not disparaging the King James. It's just different translations because some stuff doesn't translate from one language into another directly. You know, the wording is going to be um, slightly different. Yeah. I, this might be the one that you're talking about, Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen, where it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Is that the one?
8: Oh, it could be because maybe they use the word "me" with a capital M yeah. instead of the Lord.
0: It's not case sensitive, but yeah, there is three verses in the Bible that say "wait on the Lord," and that concept is, you know, uh, just in modern understanding, modern English, we don't often say, "Hey, let's go wait on the Lord," like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like he's going to show up in ten minutes or thirty or something. But it, it just means to to spend time seeking him, to let him do what he wants to do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at what the English
3: standard version. I do like comparing King James with other verses. What was that? Psalm 27. Psalm 27, 14. And yeah, so waiting on the Lord, trusting in him, knowing that he has a plan for everything that goes on. You know, that that is definitely something that that we should do more. I think sometimes we tend to run out ahead of the Lord and try to, you know, figure out the best solutions for all of our problems by ourselves rather than really meditating on God's word. Yeah. yeah the ESV says, him. wait for the the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage.
0: Wait for the Lord. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, that <laughs> scared me. That reminder it uh, helped me anyway. Yeah. When I, uh, it helps me drop all my um, whatever, and uh, I don't have to do anything. Well, you know. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, yeah. when we know that God has everything under control, it gives a, just a tremendous amount of peace, doesn't it?
8: Yeah. Yes, oh. and instantly.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm like Spock sometimes when people are, <laughs> on, are emoting, and I'm on the level of, oh, she gave me a Bible... S- a search term, and I'm searching for those <laughs> things. I found another verse. Yeah, share that one. Zephaniah three eight. It says, "Therefore, wait for me," declares the Lord, for the day when I rise up to. <laughs> and he talks about judgment and stuff. But uh, yeah, wait for the Lord. Yeah, that's a yeah. biblical concept, and that's a good thing to remember when we're you know I sometimes we need to settle down and just say, okay, let the Lord do His thing. Yes, Amen. I like the phrase, God is on the throne. Yes. That that calms me down when I'm like, uh, you know, running around with a chicken, like a chicken with its head cut off. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you so much. That's all, that's an encouragement to us too. And I heard we have another phone call. Let's take that call. Who is it from? This is Judith. Hello. Hello, Judith.
0: Hi, Judith. Are you the one that emailed me a while back? Yeah, about the Catechism of, of the
9: Catholic Church. I sent you that. Did you get yes, that? Yes, you
3: did. Thank you. Yes. We were but waiting for the I right time me, to bring no, that back I'm not up. I'm a
9: Catholic. Yeah. I, my best friend was a Catholic when I grew up, and I loved to go to church with her once in a while, but the up and down all the time was just, mm, that's hard on your knees.
0: Yeah. So how can we help you, Judith?
9: <clears throat> the other thing is that... Well, I i first found Jesus um, right after the 60s during the, you know. Anyway, it was 2 Timothy, where he talks about being a soldier. The Holy Spirit was so heavy. Anyway, I just want to say, I've been a Christian on, <clears throat> since then, but then I... Off. I don't go into it because you don't have time but I came back to the Lord in the last three years and now I'm writing poetry That's great. and um, I just wrote this amazing poem about the, sh- uh, the um, armor of God that I'm not calling to read that on the air I did send it to David but it's, <laughs> it blew my mind, it's about the armor of God it's totally inspired by the Holy Spirit and I'd love to send it to you and the other Please do. thing I'm calling you is because well that wasn't even part of it, I just added that in because of Jesus wanted me to I think because he's gifted me with the gift of poetry And I'm very humble. I've been through a lot. Maybe I'm not that humble sounding. (laughs) I'm so glad that Krishna called. I'm so blessed by that call. I'm definitely praying for her. I mean, it's...
3: Yeah, seems like a very sweet lady.
9: The walk with Jesus is personal. But the other reason I'm calling is because the date of his birth. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I know what that is. There's a site, and I went to this last year, because um, the planets, Jupiter, there's two planets that come together, Venus and Jupiter. They come so close, and that would have appeared on June 17th, two years before Christ. Is This site is called the Christian Post. No, it's not the. Excuse me. It's just ChristianPost.com. And it does say that uh, Jesus was born in June 17th, which makes a lot of sense to me. It's so, plausible.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I'm not sure that the star of Bethlehem that the uh, wise men saw or the, the magi saw was Jupiter it might have been a supernatural thing that um, that didn't that we can't trace back to the, when the planets aligned but there are some people that have a whole case they build for that but I don't really see it making a difference for me as far as when no, I, can I celebrate but uh, that's interesting.
3: interesting
0: yeah I once did go down that rabbit trail and, and, and downloaded software to that you they can actually tr- look back at what position were the stars at at any point in time <laughs> yes. and I went back and found, yeah, there is an interesting uh, phenomenon that was happening at the time.
3: It definitely was. Am I still to on? Think, yeah, Are you're it? still on. Yeah.
9: Well, you know, it also says that people believe that. Uh, it says in the Bible that astrologers are evil, and then but then there's that line where it says God has placed the stars in the firmament, you know, and they are there for a reason, the stars. That's all I wanted
3: to say. Alright, thank yeah. you so much.
0: Thank you for calling uh, Judith. And the Bible does say that God created the sun and the, the stars for times and for seasons and for signs. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we interpret those signs? Then you're going to get wildly varying interpretations of what do the the signs actually tell us. I like what Psalms 19 says, that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Um, so it shows that there is a creator. That's a that's a huge thing when you look up into the stars and you talked about being humble. When you look at the stars and realize how small we are, that we're just floating around on this speck of, of, of earth floating through the universe. Mm. The fact that there's so much life here and special things to be thankful for and beauty. Who am I that God would consider and think about me. He created the stars. It makes me feel very small, yet at the same time, very grateful that he would stoop down to to look into our lives and know how many hairs are on our head. It's just amazing the wisdom that God has. But as far as using the signs for astrology, the Bible clearly says uh, that the astrologers, at least in the book of Daniel, they couldn't show the king the mysteries that Daniel was able to reveal uh, because they didn't have the Spirit of God. So we don't look to astrology to to uh, solve our our moral dilemmas or even the question of when Christ came. But the fact is that he came, and that's the important thing. That is the important thing.
4: Do we have another call, Dave? Yes, we do. This time our caller is from Ben Lomond, and his name is Ben. Hey, Ben from Ben Lomond. That's convenient. How you been? Good. (laughs) uh, Tell
6: you what happened. Uh, Rory in Watsonville was on your show. He was asking about when uh, a human being, when a fetus is a human being, and I read some uh, Edgar Casey type clairvoyant readings, and they say that yes, indeed, uh, a fetus is a human. As soon as it, uh, there's a human, it's a human being at conception. And now, for example, if uh, the gal has a miscarriage, that baby still has to be taken care of, and. Uh, at the same time, if you have a uh, con- get, have a conception and you abort it, that somebody else has to take care of that baby. So, in that sense, since it's a religious program, I guess you'd call that a sin. But anyway, that's um, when you say in take in care that, of. What do you mean? Well, if if the ba- as soon as this baby is conceived, it has to be taken care of. It, in other words, it has to be raised. It becomes an infant,
0: mm. and yeah. it, uh, we would agree with you. If yeah, it's, if it's the, yeah. uh, Human. that's
6: one of the yeah. things you have to do when you go into the next world, you, there's a bunch of people have to take care of uh, these... Uh, ab- well, the aborted ones have to be taken care of, too, and that's something that creates its own, shall we say, uh, negative vibes. It's not something that... Should be done. It's a sin to uh, have an abortion. Uh, to you, I would imagine you'd use those terminology. That terminology. We
3: would, as far as the fetuses needed, needing to be taken care of in the next life. I, I.
6: Right, don't no, see in other words, they'll have to grow up. They'll have to be raised, taken care of, learn how to learn how to speak. Everything like on Earth and. Yeah. Uh, well, that may be the case
0: we that, don't use yeah. the language well, of clairvoyance God. and this oh. and as far as what's in the yes. afterlife, we do like to talk about what the Bible teaches about the afterlife, but it doesn't seem like people are needing to be raised in heaven or hell that we believe there is a heaven and a hell, and either people go one of two places, oh. but there's no like uh, needing to take care of babies in heaven as far as the Bibles can I can't think of anything in the Bible about no. that well, that's, but you, I, don't, you you have a different faith it sounds like it. It's not a biblical faith, is that
6: correct? Well, these uh, biblical writings are supposed to be... Uh Information from dead people, anyway. So what I'm saying is, these particular people say that uh, a baby, if a woman has a miscarriage, that baby has to be raised just like it if it had been born on Earth. That's what they say. And I'm sorry, I don't they, know
0: what you mean by "written by dead people." They they were alive when they wrote it. Yes, <laughs> but we're well, not well, getting I our information embodied. from disembodied.
6: Right, uh, let me use that. Here. No, they
0: were in their bodies when no, they wrote it. They were it. in their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, have, you, and it's fine that we have different faith. We're glad that people call in who don't use the Bible as their standard for truth, but if we're going to compare apples with with oranges, then, you know, just being honest, it doesn't sound like you believe the
6: Bible well, the is the source Well, the point is that you shouldn't truth. have an abortion. That's what I'm trying to say, because That is true. We being, would agree with you there. Conception?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting how these things worked. I'm actually, as we're talking and stuff, I'm, you know, actually, when we're on the break, I'm scrolling through Facebook and came across a meme. Doing? I know. But it speaks to this. And and it actually is really appropriate for Christmas time because you know we we read the the Magnificat or the the exaltation of Mary after she went to visit her her uh, cousin Elizabeth who was you know pregnant with John the the baby that would become John the Baptist right. and it's interesting it says in this meme a fetus was the first one to rejoice at the news of Jesus <laughs> because he well, leaped well, in his mother's womb when right. he heard Mary's uh, voice that's right and if that doesn't prove that not only are they human and alive, but that God can work through them, I don't know what does.
0: Yeah, we might have the same, can come to the same conclusion about the value yeah. of human life, uh, but we start at different starting points. Yeah, Believing that the Bible is the word of God, I, I like to go to Psalm 139, which says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God knit us together in our mother's wombs, and um, that he made us uh, in his image and likeness, and therefore yeah, every human life baby
6: is has,
0: just let me finish my sentence, please. Yeah. Every, therefore Every human life has value, dignity, and worth.
6: Amen. Go ahead. Right. And yeah, and at the same time, you shouldn't have a baby unless you can take care of it properly. And, uh, uh well, thank you I for calling
0: and, uh, and making it, that point. That is in the news these days as the uh, Roe versus Wade may be overturned. We'll see about that with yeah. the uh, the cases that are happening. We normally don't talk about this uh, on the air, but thank you for calling and making that point. True. And uh, yeah, I love Rory. He's, he's visited me before. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But
0: all right. Thanks for calling. So, uh, Um, At this point, I'll check in with Dave. Do we have any other callers who'd like to get on the air? We have about seven minutes left.
4: Uh, The phone lines are clear. Oh, wonderful.
0: So maybe we could circle back to some of the things our callers uh, and people who wrote in. Judith, who called earlier, also sent a text message giving us a great link that shows the Catholic Ten Commandments. Yes. And we had mentioned the beginning of the show almost three hours ago. Yeah, I know, that was that, a while ago. Uh, they like to skip
3: the second commandment and then they make the 10th commandment into two commandments. Yes, So it talks about, uh, I am the Lord your God and you shall have no gods before me. And that is the first one. And then the second commandment Commandment would be you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, um, but the talk the part about having a graven image, which should go between one and two, is is left out. Yeah, in the, we think yeah. that taking
0: God's name in vain—that's the third commandment, correct? Uh, but that they skip over that one for maybe obvious reasons. Yeah, we're not wanting to pick on Catholics, but just thank you for that resource. Thank you so much. And we only have one minute left, so with that, I want to underscore that good news that God is on the throne, and that's good news if you're in his kingdom. That is good news. Uh, if you've surrendered your life to him and and decided to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, because then everything you need will be added to you. Doesn't mean life is going to be easy. Doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time. It also doesn't mean that you're going to give up all the things that give you joy, but it does mean that the things that God wants you to have, blessed are those who are, are hungry and thirsty for his righteousness and his kingdom. They will be satisfied. So this Christmas season, may God bless you and thank you so much. Thanks for having us on so much, Dave. Uh, it's, always, it's
3: always fun and a blessing, and we enjoy spending the time with you in the audience. Then Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you, guys.
4: Uh, this is AM1080.
0: And I want to thank our Patreon supporters. You can give to this ministry at patreon.com slash dwell on truth.